Welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hello, mind stylists. This is Dr. Becky Sage. And I'm Amy Armstrong. And we're really happy to be with you here today. We are talking about Joanne's top tips, which was actually a few top tips. Joanne said she was looking at her wall of post-it notes. Um, and I, I think that in itself is, is an interesting top tip. Um, but I'll pull out a couple of the ones that she said. Um, a really big one was the idea of done is better than perfect. Um, and, and you just need to get it done. She also talked about what does done look like as a um, a question to ask her team. And then uh, she said also, people thrive here. And then the other post-it note she had was, everyone online is lazy to get to the point. So I should probably follow that advice right now. Um, so Amy, <laughs> <laughs> done is better than perfect. How does that resonate with you? Oh, I wish I could download that into my brain and seep it through and absorb <laughs> it. I'm too much of a perfectionist. Um, and it does me in every time. So I completely agree wholeheartedly. Done is better than perfect. Well done, Joe. Anne, I applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to examine, you know, as we do, we tend to put a bit of a spin and, and look at this through different angles when we're doing our top tips episode. Perfection serves a purpose. And sometimes we lean into it because it presumably is serving some kind of purpose for us. What kind of purpose do you think when you are, you know, on that, on that track, trying to be perfect rather than just getting something done and moving on to the next thing? What is it, what is it that perfectionism is, is doing for you? I think that's a really interesting question, Becky. Um, the work that I do is with people. Um, I am all about enabling, catalyzing transformations. Mm -hmm. And so the words that I share, so if I am writing an email to one mm -hmm. of my clients prior to or after one of our sessions, actually, it's so important to me that I pitch it right. Mm. So it's serving me because I feel that I'm serving my clients more powerfully when I am crafting my words rather than being slapdash. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think the other place that I know I'm a perfectionist, and I think you are too, Becky, is, <laughs> uh, is around, no, <laughs> uh, it's around design and how things look. Mm. And I see that as part of the communication. Um, yes. And so, you know, it's part of the whole experience, isn't it? And mm. and I know I also get a lot of joy and satisfaction out of it. Um, I have yeah. a little creative itch that I'm scratching in that moment when I'm being careful yeah. with my colour choice or... So I think that there are those are the things that play into it for me. So the first and foremost, you mentioned people. Um, and I think often when we're dealing with people, we're 
it's a much more subjective. Uh, so I come from a background uh, where I was, you know, my degree was in science. I did a PhD in science. I was very good at maths um, and, and, you know, at school and leaning into that. You've got, you've got objectivity uh, within those bounds, uh, not not kind of more broadly than that, but within the bounds of, of that learning, there's there's a lot of objectivity, which means I learned what it was like for something to be done. Um, and this comes to one of the other points that Joanne was talking about, which is what does done look like, um, which I think is quite an interesting one for those of us with us, maybe that perfectionist uh, streak to to ask is what does done look like? Because then that allows us maybe around some of these more subjective tasks uh, to to find that end point. Mm. that we're maybe so desperately searching for because we want an anchor in the storm that is life. Um, <laughs> and, and I think that that is definitely one part of it for me is where there are where there is so much subjectivity involved, I'm looking for something that is objective because that's kind of drummed into me. Uh, and then the other aspects that you brought up, which is actually, do you know what? There's some things I just enjoy and I want to spend more time on them. And I want to, you know, I, I kind of want to do them really over above and or spend more time on it than maybe I've got to spend on it and and I think you, you know talking to people is a really good example of that even in I, I tend to chat quite a lot <laughs> um <laughs> which would be another good example you know I almost if I'm in a conversation with a person I I kind of say to myself right I'm here I'm 100% in on this conversation and it, it sometimes can go on <laughs> A little bit longer than maybe it, it is needs to, or the other person wants it to. Uh, but even that, I think, is a streak of mine that is about kind of really being there in that moment and having to show up for that person when, in fact, you can pull back a little bit more um, and say, in fact, that's probably not what's needed right now. Um, so, so I think there are a couple of aspects there that play into this idea of of trying to be perfect and maybe not getting things done. Um, but I'm also something that I've really been working on around this is the idea of of looking at well, what's the goal? What is it you're trying to achieve with mm. this? And I think, and again, playing into what Joyanne was saying, what does done look like? What what is it we're trying to achieve here? And and as you so wonderfully described, words matter, especially when it when it's a people to people thing. So spending time crafting your words in that context feels like an important thing to do. Um, at the same time, you know, there might be other things where the goal is different and and it's about what do we need to do in order to keep us stepping, you know, one step mm -hmm. closer to that goal. And and that won't always be about being being perfect. <laughs> that, that can be about being done. I think so. And I think it's the discipline of beginning with the end in mind um, which is a Stephen Covey quote, but it's it's another version of what does done look like, isn't it? And yeah. um, and therefore, when we begin with the end in mind, we are more likely not to go off down the various tangents, and so we're more likely to get to the point. Mm. And I regularly scrap where I'm going and say, no, get to the point, because actually, no one has much time. Mm -hmm. I could write a beautifully crafted essay on a particular topic, but actually, will my client read it? 
Probably not. They'll just skim read it. They might well be on the bus or uh, between meetings when they pick up my email. So actually, bullet points are better. And um, I I constantly have that um, conversation with myself. And I like the get to the point. It's also part of my discipline. I'm a solution-focused therapist. And actually, the training I've had is solution-focused brief therapy. <laughs> which is counter to my uh, uh, rather like you <laughs> Becky and perhaps that's why we like long form podcasts yeah but <laughs> I too tend to go off uh, down a track but actually the science shows that um, those additional minutes can actually detract from the core value so how to get mm. to the nub of it how yeah. to really get to the heart and center of it and and there you go do you know, I, in one of my sessions with you, I don't know if you remember this, I think you said something to me along the lines of, remember we're trying to sh- shorten or, or only tell the parts of the story that really need to be told or something <laughs> yes, like that. I, <laughs> I've had to do a lot of work on how to constrain my sessions. Mm. And one of them is I'm noticing that we're spending time on parts of the story that actually aren't going to move us forward here. Yeah. Where should we focus I've, our time and energy? I've noticed it with with my clients as well, and I think it's something that I've really found where you go, okay, people need a bit of time to let something out mm-hmm. that's important to them. At the same time, it's very easy to get stuck in a cycle of rumination around something. Yes. And I think that that's the key thing is, again, like you said, the solution focused okay, we've got that out. We've done that kind of cathartic bit. If you continue to stay in that place, then that can be quite unhealthy as, as well. And and I wonder if, again, we kind of coming back to this idea of perfectionism um, in how it, you, you talked about how it does serve you and, uh, you know, there are positive parts of it, but there's this also this whole thing. I, I really think that we use it as a way to maybe avoid <laughs> the harder or the other things that are out there. So again, a procrastinating technique. Oh, I can't move on to those things that are a bit more uncertain because I'm in this task right now and I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to keep this one going until it's really what I need it to be. And that's going to solve all my problems when actually the reality is a lot of the time you do just need to get this thing done and and move on to the to the next thing and and it's that next thing that maybe you're trying to avoid when you're mm. you know throwing yourself into certain tasks i like that i think it's very interesting perfectionism it tends to be an expression of someone who's got very high standards for themselves mm-hmm. and um and often can uh, therefore beat themselves up if they're not meeting those high standards. And hand in hand with that trait is someone who gives too much. And actually, yeah. how can we step out of the rescuer mode into responsibility? And this comes from the drama triangle developed by Cartman, where there are three elements where we can be persecutor, mm. rescuer or victim. And often those of us who are perfectionists might well also be uh, rescuers um, and and over overgiving um, of ourselves and our time, and actually asking ourselves the really healthy questions of what is my role here, what am I responsible for, 
And I love the winner's mm. triangle developed by Choi, which is um, rescuer can go to responsible, persecutor can go to proactive, and victim can go to mm-hmm. voicing. And I have to say a big thank you to Sarah Gornell, who is my supervisor and has written The Art of Coaching. And she is the one who aligns the two so beautifully. But stepping out of rescuer and into responsibility is so powerful. And that's when we can start to think more cleanly about actually what is good enough here. And yes, done is Mm. better than perfect. So true, so often, <laughs> and so key. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I feel like there's many more things that we could talk about off the back of this, but we won't do it today. Um, yeah, it's very big. Oh, yes, a huge one. I think we could do a whole course on that, actually. <laughs> oh, we could, yeah. That's, that's keep your eyes open out there, listeners. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to the mind styling three C's, curiosity, community, and compassion. Yes. So get curious about your relationship with perfectionism. And join our community. You can come and join us over on Instagram or Facebook at Mind Styling Podcast or on Twitter at Mind Styling Pod. And let us know, what is it, anything that we've said today that's resonated? Are you a perfectionist or are you able to just get things done? And do all of this with compassion, compassion for yourself and compassion for others. Enjoy your Mind Styling journey. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us, but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about. 